And is there a, is there a stage that concerns you this year at the Tour de France more than others? It's always the first stages. Um, I mean, Basque Country is really twisty, turny, up, down, um, and everyone's so nervous those first few days. So it's actually, I would say, you know, stage one and two that I'm the most nervous for. Welcome back. I'm Jonathan Kaplan. I'm the host of the Writing With podcast and the author of the Writing With newsletter on Substack. Today, it's stage six of the Tour de France, and we're going to hear from Andreas Beckwatt. Andreas is the chief mechanic for Israel Premier Tech. He's got a lot of experience. He's worked his way up on the pro circuit, both in Europe and the United States, and now with Israel Premier Tech. Two things stood out to me that were quite fascinating. First, when we spoke, there's a, you can go find the article or profile of him at the newsletter, but talk about a job with pressure as if there's not enough pressure maintaining the bikes for eight riders of the Tour de France. He is also responsible for maintaining the Sylvan Adams bike. Sylvan, of course, is the owner of Israel Premier Tech. He's an accomplished time trialist himself. So it's tough enough probably maintaining a road bike. It's probably even harder maintaining a time trial bike. Andreas also talks about what keeps him up at night during the Tour de France. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at ridingwithjek. Dot com. That's R-I-D-I-N-G with J-E-K. So Riding with J-E-K. You can find the newsletter at ridingwithkaplan.substack.com. Thanks so much for listening. And with that, let's get to it. So let, let's just get right into it. What keeps you up at night? What keeps me up at night? Um, I would say I've had nightmares before about uh, chains dropping at cr- crucial moments of the race. Um, that's probably one of my biggest fears, you know, you can adjust everything perfectly. Um, but you know, if you have a badly timed shift, you know, speed bump on the road, something like that, you know, there's, there is still a risk of the chain coming off. And if the team car is far away, that can be really bad. So that, that keeps me up at night. (laughs) Can you just break that down a little bit more? A drop chain means that the chain comes off of the bike, the rider has to stop and the team car where you're in the team car, which could be how far behind? Uh, you can be up to a few minutes behind, if um, especially if you think about a mountain stage where you've got, you know, the climbers are way out ahead and you've got riders spread out across the road. You know, the cars can't pass them. Uh, so you can be really quite far behind. And that can be the difference between winning or losing the race or exactly. the stage. That's the, that's the biggest fear, of course, that something like that affects the results. Right. And can you describe a day in the life of a mechanic at the Tour de France? Yeah, so a day in the life, uh, we'll get up early, have our breakfast, um, and sort of get into our daily routine. Um, so we'll assign one mechanic to um, to pump the tires, basically, pump the tires and check the pressure. Uh, we know we've got a, a chart um, where the riders let us know what tire pressure they want. So we've got one guy assigned to that. And then you'll have um, the two mechanics that we that go in the race cars, um, our first and second car. They'll be the ones responsible for loading their car for the day. So that means taking the bikes from the truck, quick double check, which means checking the battery, um, making sure the brakes feel good. Um, and then you're loading the bikes onto the car. Uh, and you've got a specific order where you put the bikes on the roof. So your leader's bikes will be the, the quickest ones you can get in case they need. 
and then um and then you're preparing your spare wheels um everything for the race and then from there we drive the the two race cars to the start and then another mechanic will drive the truck to the next hotel um but say for the for the race mechanics you drive to the start and then at the start you unload the race bikes set them all out in front of the team bus uh double check the tire pressure again and then you're basically you double check your car that you have everything set up how you want it everything you need um you'll do a double check with the directors um you'll talk to the riders when they come out of the bus to go to sign on you know uh be available for them especially when they come back from sign on if they have any comments or oh you know this doesn't feel quite right on my bike um or can you just check this quickly uh, so we're available for them and then during the race uh we're sitting in the the back passenger seat of the car and we're you know sometimes it's very quiet uh, if there's not a lot going in the race um we try to help the directors you know take the numbers that the race radio gives us if there's a breakaway for example uh, we help them with that and you're always on standby if anything at all happens right sometimes right it's it's as simple as going up um with the cars and you're handing out water bottles to the riders um, or handing it to the director who then gives it to the rider. Uh, if it's bad weather, you'll be rummaging through the riders. Uh, we call them rain bags that sit in the back of the car and getting them the jackets they want, the gloves, whatever it is. So there are four mechanics for the team. So actually for the tour de France it's the one race, we have five. Uh, we bring an extra five. one. Okay. You bring yeah. an extra one. Okay. Okay. And so you put the bikes, you know, there are eight riders on a team, um, mm-hmm. how many, how many bikes are on, on top of each car? Each car will have eight bikes. So one each, um, and that there's so, two cars following the race. Right. So that's 16 bikes. So that's well total in the race. You'll have yeah, the eight bikes. The riders are on and eight bikes eight on each in reserve. Uh, right. Two race cars. Yeah. And then how many wheel extra wheels will you bring? So the, the truck itself will probably have around 60, 70 pairs in it. Wow. Um, and in the car, you usually bring, you usually have two spare pairs inside the car, and then you've got a rack on top where you can put another two pairs. So you have four pairs of spare with you um, in each car. And then we also give spares to the the soigneurs who will be at the side of the roads giving water bottles and stuff just Oh, case, right. Uh, so... Th- those are the guys who are standing on the side of the road. They're holding up the tires or the water bottles for the riders if they need them. Mm-hmm, exactly. So we'll, we'll prepare it. those wheels for them in the morning, and then they've got extra if needed. So the stage is finished. Um, you know, your guys have done well. There have been no problems. Then what happens? So then we load up the race bikes, and then we drive the the cars back to the to the next team hotel. Uh, obviously, try to get there as quickly as possible and start work start working uh, so first we'll have one mechanic dedicated to washing all the bikes and the other mechanics we we divide up the riders uh between mechanics so who's responsible for which bikes so everyone knows exactly what they need to do when they get to the hotel um and you'll unload the spare bikes that were on top of the car put those in the truck do any changes on those if needed and then as the race bikes are getting washed you're taking the bikes you're responsible for drying them checking everything and then doing any adjustments, um, changes the riders want for the next stage, any issues, you're troubleshooting that. Um, that's really our the time 
when we're actually working on the bikes. Just the logistics required to with all the the parts and the tools and um, mm. I mean it's just yeah it's hard it's like it's like an army you know at least from the outside you know when you see the guys after a stage and they're cooling down on the trainers are those mm-hmm. bikes set up separately that those are not the bikes they've just ridden correct it is actually the bikes they've just ridden so oh they they are okay they are yeah so we'll quickly. Some, a lot of the times it's the bus driver who does it because they're the, they're waiting in the bus. And as I said before, sometimes the cars can be quite f- far behind the race, especially right, in the mountain right, stages. Right. So the riders will come, they'll tell us to the bus driver, I want to go on the trainer to cool down. Bus driver, and he knows what to do, takes off the back wheel, puts the bike in the stationary trainer, and then uh, the riders can cool down there at the bus. I have to say that <laughs> that requires an enormous, like that's a level of skill that, you know, for me to just take off the back wheel and put the bike on the trainer that I have requires like, that's a good 20 minutes of, you know, <laughs> cursing. <laughs> yeah, Luckily, these guys have done it before and get used to it. And well, obviously, if, you know, if the mechanics do get to the to the finish quickly, we'll we'll do that. I mean, on a sprint stage, for example, you'll be at the, the finish around the same time as the riders. So I see. And what are, you know, just what are the most common problems after a stage that you sort of encounter i mean if you've done your job well there won't be any problems after the stage you know the things we need to watch out for it's mainly uh mainly the wear wear on the tires wear on the chain wear on the brake pads um and then uh checking the the conditions of the bearings for example um those are the main things we need to watch out for that day-to-day yeah um day-to-day usage and obviously yeah you you can't have anything go wrong. So if you've done your job well, then it should be just maintenance and and checking all that kind of stuff. And is it an extra level of pressure? I mean, you know, the question I get asked the most is like, how much do those bikes cost? I would say our full race setup, you're looking at somewhere 12, 13, $14,000. Okay. Okay. So it's like the highest end bike that you could, that you could buy in a bike yeah, store and yeah and of course all the all the newest um equipment all the newest parts new wheels tires everything um basically the, the best you can get of course um to get right, the riders right. our best um i just said you need to be quite careful with the bikes um but we're lucky to have yeah. you know, we've got our, our spare parts and everything um if anything does go wrong and if if um you know let's say it's the upper end of fourteen thousand dollars does that include the wheels yeah, or, yeah, I'm talking about okay. a, a complete bike. Yeah. Ah, got it. Okay, okay, great, great. Um, man, that, I gotta say that would like really stress me out. I don't, I don't know if that, I have the temperament to, <laughs> to, to do that. I guess, so. Yeah, you, you do get used to it. You get, you might get a little blasé about how much they're actually worth because you're you're working with them every day, and you know we've got, geez, how many bikes in the truck? Probably, you know, especially in the Tour de France, you'll bring an extra bike for everybody, um, and you've got the time trial bikes as well. So you're looking at. 40 50 bikes total wow. yeah, all worth all worth that in that range and yeah so we, we get kind of used to it i guess yeah yeah and what's the biggest innovation you say for this year or the past couple of years i think the biggest innovation certainly the biggest change for us has been disc brakes which i mean we've had for three years now so it's not i mean it's not exactly brand new anymore um but changing from the old mechanical you know i've got a, a cable pulling Right, a caliper breaking on the rim to now a fully hydraulic system like you'd find in your car, um, you know, with the the disc rotor mounted on the hub. 
Um, that's been a major change. Um, so that took a lot of a lot of getting used to and a lot of learning um, to understand that system properly. Um, so that's been certainly the, the biggest change. Uh, and now it's looking at a lot of marginal gains, trying to do the small things, cut down on weights anywhere you can, um, looking for that, you know, using one kind of wheel or one, one model of wheel over the other, just because it's got that slight arrow advantage or then, on the other side, the weight advantage and, and balancing that, those kind of things. Lastly, I mean, I know there are no cobble sections this year, but just curious, like last year on the cob- on stage five, mm-hmm. did, were there did you were there many more issues that cropped up because you know they did what fifteen or sixteen sections of cobble? So that was actually, I mean, that was obviously a, a wonderful day for the team winning the stage. Right, time. right, right. Um, so. We, we brought in extra mechanics, uh, so I think we were total seven for that day because we were sending our, our extra mechanics to the, to the various cobble sectors to be there with wheels at the end, and there were seven of us, I remember, and we were there until midnight out of the truck, um, you know, doing all the extra little things for what you do for Perry-Roubaix. Right. Um, and... Right. You know, we all looked at each other after the day, like, how is it, you know, thing? how is it possible? We're seven mechanics and we only finish at midnight. You know, it's, it was, <laughs> it was a, a bit crazy, but then uh, the next day we had no issues in the race. Um, we had one puncture, but that was actually before the cobbles. So I was a little bit stressed, That's interesting. you know, when we had, we had a puncture on the normal road. I thought, oh geez, here comes, <laughs> right. here comes a crazy day. If, if, you know, we puncture on a, a paved road and then now we're going into these crazy cobbled sections, but that was the only puncture we had, um, no mechanical issues with the bikes and yeah, to top it off, Simon won the stage. So that yeah. was a, a really special day for all of us in it. Um, one of our other mechanics was joking. He was, he was doing the, the sectors and he was talking with some of the other teams, you know, some friends. Uh, mechanics with the other teams and he said oh you know kind of laughing to them like oh geez yeah we worked last night like we're going to win the stage today and then later, later that day we we did win the stage so huh. quite nice and is there a, is there a stage that concerns you this year at the tour de france more than others it's always the first stages um i mean basque country is really twisty turny up down um and everyone's so nervous those first few days so it's actually i would say you know stage one and two that i'm the most nervous for for crashes um and just general when you've got you know when you've got all you know sudden steep climbs the riders are shifting last second um everyone's fighting for position everyone's you know no one's lost time in the gc for example all the riders are still there it's a big peloton um those are really that's really the what i'm most worried for i think after those first few days you know everyone is able to sort of find their place and both riders and staff we have a very experienced team both riders and staff but yeah everybody needs to work together and it's a, a huge group of people well look good luck and thanks for doing this We'll be watching. Thanks a lot. The Riding With podcast is produced and edited by the team at Palm Tree Podco. Anthony Palmer is the executive producer.